Bible Study Podcast, episode 577. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Kings chapter 13. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I should say that in this whole study of the kings of Israel and Judah, it has seemed at times that the writers of this particular books or the people who named the kings at this time were doing it just out of spite to hear me pronounce it. That is probably not true. That is probably just a self-centered view on my part. But today I feel doubly that way because we've got two kings. We've got Jehoash, king of Judah, and we've got Jehoahaz, king of Israel. And I will try and keep them straight. Second Kings 13, Jehoahaz, king of Israel. In the 23rd year of Joash, son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 17 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord by following the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit, and he did not turn away from them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and for a long time he kept them under the power of Hazael, king of Aram, and Ben-Hadad, his son. Then Jehoahaz sought the Lord's favor, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. The Lord provided a deliverer for Israel, and they escaped from the power of Aram. So the Israelites lived in their own homes as they had before, but they did not turn away from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. They continued in them. Also, the Asherah pole remained standing in Samaria. Nothing had been left of the army of Jehoahaz except 50 horsemen, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers, for the king of Aram had destroyed the rest and made them like the dust at threshing time. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoahaz, all he did and his achievements, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria, and Jehoash, his son, succeeded him as king. Oh, that's right. We've got Jehoahaz, Joash, and Jehoash. I forgot about that little extra special piece of king's names. So we've got another king of Israel, and one of the and the big problem with Jehoahaz is he's not different from anybody else. He doesn't stand out as one of the kings of Israel. He's not particularly evil. He's not particularly good. He does just continue in that pattern that Jeroboam set, which was if we let people worship the Lord in the temples, then they will go back to Judah. And so for the sake of power, they set up these false idols. They've gotten rid of the worship of Baal, but they still haven't got rid of the Asherah poles, and the worship of Asherah wasn't that much better. And so we've just got that underlying problem that has plagued Israel now since the inception of Israel as a separate kingdom from Judah. We still have that same problem. And we can have that sort of thing where we just accept that this is the way that things are done, and we don't think about changing them, And that seems to be where Jehoahaz is. He does at some point seek the Lord's favor, which is good. That's a great step. 
and the Lord listens to him, even though he is just like all the other kings of Israel. Even though the Lord's anger is burning against him, he still loves the people of Israel. And so when Jehoahaz humbles himself and calls on the Lord, they get some reprieve from the power of Aram, this neighboring kingdom. They're left with a very dwindled army, only 50 horsemen, 10 chariots. 10 chariots doesn't sound like very much at all. 10,000 foot soldiers sounds like a bit more, but we've seen a lot bigger armies than that in the past. And so Israel is already starting to fade, and Israel won't go on much longer after this point. And he dies, and he has a son who sounds just like him, and I bet we're going to find behaves just like him. Jehoash, king of Israel, in the 37th year of Joash, king of Judah, Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 16 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn away from any of the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He continued in them. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoash, all he did and his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and Jeroboam succeeded him on the throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. He's king for 16 years, and there's really nothing to say about him. He's just one like the rest. I'm hoping that when people talk about us, that there's something to say about us other than he's just like the rest of them. He's no different. We are called to be different. We're called to be different in very specific ways. And the kings of Israel are called to be kings in the way of David, not in the ways of Jeroboam. And so we keep talking about that sin of Jeroboam, that sin that won't go away, that choosing power instead of choosing truth, choosing power instead of choosing God. And then it continues, but we go back and we talk about Elisha. This is the end of Elisha's story. Now, Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elijah said, get a bow and some arrows, and he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times, then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Elijah died and was buried. Now, Moabite raiders used to enter the country every spring. Once, while some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders, so they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. We get this little thing at the end here, which is even after death, Elisha is still performing miracles. But we have this kind of touching scene here, while Jehoash is king, that king who we don't get anything else about him other than 
are all of his achievements written down, except for this one, this one thing about how he deals with Elisha. And it is interesting to see that as much trouble as the kings of Israel had with the prophets, because they were having trouble being obedient to God, there is, seems to be this bond between the king Jehoash and Elisha, the prophet of God, such that Jehoash is mourning the parting, the upcoming death of Elisha. And so almost as a parting gift, Elisha says, take a bow and shoot it. And he shoots it, puts his hand on the king's hands, and he shoots it and says, this is victory over Aram, Aram who has been plaguing the people of Israel. And then he says, strike the ground. And striking the ground seems like a silly thing to do, seems like a foolish thing to do. And I don't know if that's why Jehoash only strikes it three times and then stops because he feels like he's doing something foolish. But Elisha said because he stopped, because he didn't strike it five or six times, they're going to get a partial victory over Aram. They're going to defeat him three times, but they're not going to defeat him completely. If it is because he thought this seemed foolish, I wonder how many times our pride gets in the way of God's victory. How many times we sabotage ourselves because we don't want to do something that seems silly. And then the end of this chapter, Hazael, king of Aram, oppressed Israel throughout the reign of Jehoahaz, but the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion and showed concern for them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To this day, he has been unwilling to destroy them or banish them from his presence. Hazael, king of Aram, died, and Ben-Hadad, his son, succeeded him as king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the towns he had taken in battle from his father Jehoahaz. Three times Jehoash defeated him, and so he recovered the Israelite towns. And there's that three. There's that three times you'll defeat him, and so he defeats him three times, and they regain their land there as a parting gift from the prophet Elisha. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.